Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 354 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Revelation chapter 16 today, and our focus is on how does the world end, redux, and are God's judgments too harsh? So our goal every day is to involve you in the Word of God by hearing it, thinking about it, seeking to understand it, and seeking to follow it. I do want to welcome new listeners in New South Wales, Australia, Auckland, New Zealand, Seoul, South Korea, Telangana, India, Utrecht, Netherlands, London, England, British Columbia, Canada, Santa Domingo, Dominican Republic, Parts Unknown, Singapore, Salinas, and San Jose, California, Birmingham, Alabama, Duluth, Minnesota, Honolulu, Hawaii, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Salt Lake City, Utah, Gainesville, Florida, and El Paso, Texas. We have a website. Every episode of the show, like the one you're listening to now, has a full transcript as a blog post at Bible2021.com. That is Bible2021.com. The end of the world. What does the Bible have to say about it? Well, it actually turns out the Bible has a lot to say about the end of the world and how things are going to end. Maybe more about the end of the world in total than there is about the beginning of the world, although I will confess that I've never actually added up all the scriptures on either side. It just seems like there's an awful lot about the end of the world all throughout the Old and New Testament. Revelation 16 is not a good chapter of the Bible. Uh, Spurgeon calls it terrible. Uh, But by that, what we mean is when the events of Revelation 16 unfold, The world will not be in a good place. Terrible things are going to happen. A literal darkest before the dawn situation because the judgments of God are going to be poured out on the earth one after the other before Jesus comes back and it's going to be terrible. There's no two ways about it. Here is a brief summary of what happens in Revelation 16. Seven angels pour seven different bowls of judgment on the world. The first bowl causes an outbreak of painful boils or sores on all of those who worship the beast. The second bowl, the waters turn to a blood-like substance and the sea creatures die. The third bowl, the rivers and springs turn to blood or a blood-like substance. Fourth bowl, the sun heats up and the people on earth are scorched. Fifth bowl, the kingdom of the beast is plunged into darkness. Sixth bowl, The river Euphrates dries up and the kings of the earth prepare to battle the lamb. Seventh bowl. The worst earthquake in history happens and a terrible hailstorm falls with some hailstones, maybe most hailstones, weighing over a hundred pounds. And yes, it sounds terrible. Why is God judging the earth in this way? Is this not like too harsh? Well, It is most certainly a series of terrible judgments, and it will be absolutely horrifying to live through. And yet, God is a God of perfect holiness and perfect justice, and I completely concur with the testimony of the angel in this chapter, who seems to anticipate objections to these judgments and says, You are just the Holy One who is and who was, because you have passed judgment on these things, because they poured out The blood of the saints and the prophets, you have given them blood to drink. They deserve it. And I heard the altar say, yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. So all of God's judgments, they're true, they're just, they're not overreactions in the least. They're not based on false information. 
they're not mistargeted, right? Have you ever heard somebody say, like, somebody, something that could be uh, sort of taken the wrong way, uh, almost like it would be offensive to God or offensive to heaven, and you sort of jokingly move away from them just in case a lightning bolt comes from the sky? Now, that's done in jest sometimes, but God's judgments are not a laughing matter, and the thing about him is his aim is absolutely perfect and unerring. It won't miss its target. Spurgeon's comments on this shudder-inducing passage are quite worth our hearing. He says, In reading this chapter, dear friends, this very terrible chapter, you must have been struck, I think, with the forces of God. How great are the armies of the Lord of hosts. As the mighty Jehovah smote Pharaoh with overwhelming plagues, so does the Lord in this awful portion of the revelation deal with the ungodly. Seven angels stood forth, and each one with his bowl full of the wrath of God to be poured out upon the earth. Seven executioners were needed, and seven were present, a perfect number for the accomplishment of the divine purpose. Note yet again how all men are within the reach of the divine judgments. They proudly fancy that they can escape from God. Maybe a little Pharaoh says in the hardness of his heart, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Boastful worldlings dream that they, at any rate, are beyond punishment, for their careful forethought will secure them against the calamities which others bring upon themselves. They are ungodly, but they still take good care of themselves and keep clear of vice and prodigality. They are far too prudent to involve themselves in the perils of the gamester or of the profligate. profligate. They prefer safer sins, and so they fancy that they are out of harm's reach, though they do not acknowledge God. Poverty cannot reach them, for they have filled their houses with hidden treasure. Sickness cannot hurt them, for they have a vigorous constitution. They defy dangers which have thrown down others. They boast themselves in the glory of their strength and in the hardness of their hearts. These are the men who sit aloft beyond the reach of the arrows of Jehovah. What folly! No man is at any moment beyond the reach of vengeance. The Lord has but to remember the callous and secure and straightway the joints of their loins shall be loose and fearfulness shall take hold upon them. Their proud hearts can fail them in a moment even though no outward sorrow afflict them. In providence the detectives of God never fail to find out the guilty. This angel, you perceive, poured his bowl on the sun, and by way of the sun, with his scorching heat, the proudest sons of men were visited. The noble and the great, the rich and the healthy, could not bear the increased solar heat, for the day burned as an oven. We know not by how many doors can God come at the guilty, but come at them he will when once his arm is bared for war. When he says, Ah! I will ease me of mine adversaries who shall withstand him. Now, what I have to say to you is this. Oh, that God would lead you to repent now before any of his judgments fall upon you. Why should we not repent at once, asks Spurgeon. Surely we ought to repent of doing wrong when we perceive that we are wronging so good a God. He has not cut you down. He has not taken away your wife. Is this a reason for being hard-hearted? It ought to tell the other way. He has spared that fair-haired child to you. He has not allowed your business to be ruined by your neglect. He has helped you, although you've been hurting yourself. Well, then turn to him. 
drawn by his love, turn to him. Say in your heart, I cannot offend anymore. I cannot sin against so good, so kind a God as this. Well, strong words from Spurgeon and an even stronger chapter that we are about to read, which is Revelation chapter 16, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and severely painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped its image. The second poured out his bowl into the sea. It turned to blood like that of a dead person, and all life in the sea died. The third poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the water say, You are just the Holy One who is and who was because you have passed judgment on these things because they poured out the blood of the saints and the prophets. You have given them blood to drink. They deserve it. I heard the altar say, Yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth poured out his bowl on the sun. It was allowed to scorch people with fire and people were scorched by the intense heat. So they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. The fifth poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues because of their pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pain and their sores, but they did not repent of their works. The sixth poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming from the dragon's mouth, from the beast's mouth and from the mouth of the false prophet. For they are demonic spirits performing signs who travel to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for the battle on the great day of God, the Almighty. Look, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who is alert and remains clothed so that he may not go around naked and people see his shame. So they assembled the kings at the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then The seventh poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake occurred like no other since people have been on the earth, so great was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. Babylon the Great was remembered in God's presence. He gave her the cup filled with the wine of his fierce anger. Every island fled. And the mountains disappeared. Enormous hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell from the sky on people, and they blasphemed God for the plague of hail because that plague was extremely severe. Lord, have mercy. Well, amen. Let us close with our Bible memory passage for the month of December. It's Revelation 5, verse 12. And it says, They said with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.